0: Hi, I'm James Brown. In case you missed it, this is The Week That Was at jamesbrowntv.substack.com. Have you heard of tipflation? This is commentary from James Brown. According to a new Pew survey, a solid majority of adult Americans know what tipflation is, even if they don't know the term. I'm one of them, so I'll explain It was a Saturday afternoon, and for the first time in what seemed like forever, the girlfriend and I were eating out. Our lives have been in more muck and drama than you or my friends or even most of my family know. So the drive there seemed like an exhale. We headed to this new fast casual place. You know, one of those places where there are no waiters and you stand in line to order food behind a glass and you watch it be prepared. This experiment in modern capitalism is centered on baked potatoes. The vast majority of the meals that these baked potato experts served are smothered with your choice of vegetables, eggs, pepperoni, sausage, and chicken, and such. If you didn't see the potato at the beginning of the process, you wouldn't know it was there at the end. The cost of this adventure? Forty-ish dollars. The total shocked me, as did the expectation of a tip. I begrudgingly paid 20% because they're a new small business and for some reason I felt guilty. So I walked away with a great baked potato while feeling violated by this rampant act of tipflation. It's my hope that unlike actual inflation, that tipflation is transitory. In restaurants that don't offer table service, stop requesting tips. It's ruining the experience. What do you think? When should we tip and when shouldn't we? Tell me in the comments at jamesbrowntv.substack.com or email me at tv at gmail.com. And on that note, I'm James Brown. And as always, be well. Politics ruins everything, especially news. This is commentary from James Brown. A recent poll from YouGov shows that America's view of journalists in the companies they work for is highly polarized. The pollsters gave some American news consumers a group of news outlets and asked which of them they trust, distrust, or somewhere in the middle. A graph of the polling data showed a steep contrast to no one's surprise. Both Republicans and Democrats alike prefer getting news from places that confirm their worldview. For instance, the highest scores for Republicans include conservative-leaning outlets like Fox News, Newsmax, and Breitbart.com. Meanwhile, Democrats in the poll gave high marks to left-leaning outlets like The New York Times, PBS, and MSNBC. The combined sentiment among Republicans and Democrats about major networks like ABC and NBC and CBS landed them clustered with about an approval rating of around 40%. That's all pretty bleak. But there was one piece of data in the poll that argues that Republicans, Democrats, and independents like me can maybe sometimes get our news from the same place. More than half of the people polled trusted one outlet, the Weather Channel. What do you think, and which news outlets do you prefer? tell me in the comments at jamesbrowntv.substack.com or email me at jamesbrowntv at gmail.com. You can also leave me a message at 585-484-0339. On that note, I'm James Brown, and as always, be well. How do you define time? This is commentary from James Brown. Time as an experience is something I've thought about a lot. The closer I get to 40, the shorter the years seem. When I was in my 20s, the days and weeks seem like forever. In a recent appearance on a Jim Rutt show, Neil Howe, the historian and demographer, expressed a theory that he laid out in his new book, The Fourth Turning is Here. He argues that throughout human history, time has come in one of three flavors.
1: Number one chaotic. As William James once said, a whirligig succession of events, meaning nothing. They haven't yet been in the world long enough to know what's going to happen.
0: He said this is akin to seeing time through a child's eyes or perhaps a Buddhist master. Number two, cyclical time or time shaped by the
1: events we experience over and over and over. I mean, there's birthing, there's dying, There's eating, there's gestating, there's harvesting, there's reaping, there's, right? I mean, you get the idea. There's chanting, there's dancing, there—things have a rhythm in life. Howe suggests that today we often look at time as linear. The definitive break with cyclical time was the birth of the great monotheisms in the West, and this was the birth of Judaism, Christianity, Zoroastrianism, Islam, most of these being religions of the book, but they reconstrued time— as a linear progress. The world was created out of nothing. Time began at that moment. It did not go back into the infinite past, as Aristotle might have suggested. It began at a certain moment and it was gonna end at a certain moment.
0: How do you see time and does Neil have a point? Let me know what you think in the comments at jamesbrowntv.substack.com or email me at tv at gmail.com. You could also leave me a message at 585 484 On that note, I'm James Brown, and as always, be well. The Art of Tenacity. This is commentary from James Brown. In a recent interview, Han Solo himself, the legendary actor Harrison Ford, said something that I can't help but think a lot about these days. When asked what advice he'd give himself as a young man, he said, show up. It's harder than you think.
1: It's going to be a while. One one thing I noticed uh when I was first starting acting is that most of the people that were on that Greyhound bus from wherever else you know you come from to get to Los Angeles gave up one home. And you know, sometimes you only reason you get the job is cuz you're the only one left. <laughs> so I didn't make a living until I was 35 years old. I had other jobs and so on and so forth. But, but uh, uh, tenacity uh, uh, is uh, critical. Ford's
0: words make me think of another famous phrase. This one from Jim Valvano, a famed college basketball coach who was awarded a Courage Award from ESPN as he fought cancer. When he gave his acceptance speech, he said, don't give up. Don't you ever give up. What do you think? And what advice would you give a younger you? Let me know what you think at jamesbrowntv.substack.com or email me at jamesbrowntv at gmail.com. You can also leave me a message at 585-484-0339. On that note... I'm James Brown, and as always, be well. Men have no close friends. This is commentary from James Brown. Well, that's overstating it. Survey data from the American Survey Center says that 30 years ago, in the early 90s, about 55% of men had at least six close friends. Today, that number has been cut in half. In 50% of men reported that they have no close relationships at all. That's five times the number in 1990. They call it a friendship recession. They point to declining religious involvement, lower marriage rates, and changes to the workplace as creating a surge of disconnection. The accompanying article describes it this way. Many guys they see or speak to their best friends every two or three years and say... We just pick up where we left off. And I've done that too much. I'm fortunate that I have a few close friends left, but as I get older, the list gets smaller. Some of that comes from my choices, and, and some of that comes from theirs. Family, work, and my inner drive gnaw at my free time. I'm assuming this is normal, but I haven't the faintest clue. It's Stein's law, I suppose. If something cannot go on forever, it will stop. Even with that, I miss my friends. What do you think? And how many close friends do you have? And are we in a friendship recession? Let me know at JamesBrownTV.substack.com. You can also email me at JamesBrownTV at gmail.com or leave me a message at 585 339 On that note, I'm James Brown. And as always, be well.